I've been waiting 23 years to say that. And so if my question to you is, have you ever been walking down the stairs and you get to the bottom of the stairs and you have no more stairs left, but you take a step like you expect that there's another stair and you basically fall forward even though there are no stairs to fall down? Not only have I had that, <laughs> I've had the opposite where you're climbing the stairs and you freak out because you think there's one more stair, but then you like put down all your weight and you're free, but if, but it's like just there, it's like a phantom stair. Yeah. I had that coming down. The, I literally almost fell down the stairs when I was at the bottom of the stairs just now, <laughs> I like took a step like I would. I was like, and I did like this weird trip, like, I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> it was, it was weird. I'm glad. These are we, the X-Files we need to talk, we need about. Yeah. Why, I want why a whole do episode. I fall down non-existent stairs? I want Mulder and Scully to figure that one out. No kidding. Uh, they're figuring out something kind of silly this week, though. So uh, this is the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, this episode was a hard one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. I told, I told everybody, of course, it's been a couple weeks, uh, but I did say at the end of the last one that there was uh, that this episode had some silliness going on. And, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll say it right now and we'll talk about it at the end as well. I, I don't hate this one, but I freely admit it's it's not that great either. So um, we are talking about season two, episode 18. It is titled Fearful Symmetry. It was written by Steve DeJarna or DeJarna. I assume the J. DeJarno. Yeah, DeJarno. It's not delivery. It's DeJarno. I'm assuming it's not DeJarna. Uh, I'm assuming it's not a hard J. I'm assuming it's DeJarna. Um, it's directed by James Whitmore Jr. And yeah, this one has to do with. Uh, uh, I was about to say circus animals, but it's zoo animals. Basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and the title is based on a line from the William Blake poem, The Tiger. Um, and just a couple fun little behind the scenes things that I found interesting about this episode. Uh, the elephant in the episode, uh, in the episode, the elephant's name is Ganesha, but the real name of the elephant is the name they should have went with. The real elephant used for the scenes with the elephant was named Bubbles, which is a great yes. name for an elephant. 
Yeah, it's just stuck with that. Oh, Ganesha, kind of like Ganesh. Right. They well, they they yeah. named it uh, Ganesha based on uh, Hindu religion. You know, try to make. But Bubbles is a much better name for an elephant. <laughs> Um, and the producers, uh, they had a hard time, A, getting it into Vancouver, uh, because there were some anti, um, what are they called them? Uh, oh, number one, they had, uh, they had trouble getting the permit to get the animal into Vancouver and then they couldn't actually film with the elephant in Vancouver. They had to leave to go to a different town. Because uh, there were some animal cruelty laws in British Columbia that prohibited the use or appearance of large animals like elephants uh, to protect them from being exploited by um, circuses that abused animals. Uh, Which is funny considering the footage they use later on in this episode. Yes. Uh, which I can only assume was uh, staged uh, not actual footage of animal cruelty. But I like, really hope so. Well, I think so, only because the actor appears in that footage. So, uh, um, anyway, uh, in just one other fun thing about the elephant is they were worried that the that they would not get the. Uh, blah, blah. They were worried they wouldn't be able to get the elephant to charge the tractor trailer truck. It, instead, they had trouble getting the elephant away from the tractor trailer truck because it liked to run next to the truck while it was driving. The <laughs> elephant apparently thought the truck was a plaything. Aww. Yeah. So, and uh, they also used a live tiger in this episode for the scenes with the tigers. Um, and they had trouble with the tiger because they were shooting in Vancouver and tigers, uh, Vancouver's cold and tigers are not cold. They like to be warm. They're from Africa and India and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, and the, the, we'll talk about it, but the gorilla in this episode is not real. Yeah. It seemed kind of obvious a little bit for that. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll jump right into this one. Uh, it starts off with uh, two janitors uh, in a building in Fairfield, Ohio at nighttime. And they're, you know, cleaning and everything. One of them's dancing and the other one is like, hey, they pay you to mop, not dance and yada, yada, yada. And then all first of a sudden, of all, that's bull- that, first of all, that's bullshit. If you're cleaning, you should be allowed to dance. Ah, uh, I agree. <laughs> um, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, rumble, rumble, rumble. What the heck is going on? Building starts to shake. Uh, loud sounds. The window breaks out and a car gets smashed. Uh, but in, you know, uh, Lights, street lights get knocked over and everything, but apparently all of this damage is being done by nothing. And then later on, uh, down the road, there's a night crew out repairing the road and they hear this sound coming and one of the workers gets killed by something, again, invisible that we can't see. 
However, the next day, there is a dude driving through the fog with his great big tractor trailer truck. And he all of a sudden has an elephant just run out of the fog and straight at his truck. And he just barely avoids hitting it. And then the elephant, however, uh, falls over and dies. And we find out um, that it came from about 40 miles away where it disappeared the night before at the zoo. And that's where we start the episode. So <laughs> um, apparently uh, the, the road crew guy or something was federal. Um, Somehow he was involved in federal. So that's so why you could get Mulder and that's Scully how, out there. Yeah, that's how Mulder and Scully come into the picture. Um, cause, so they're investigating the scene and obviously they can't find any footage of what went on, but Mulder's looking at the car and he's like, huh, well, um, you know, they found that elephant dead in the road and, uh, this car here, uh, doesn't look like it was in a, a car wreck with another car there and, uh, the, the guy that got killed in the road, he looked like maybe he had been stepped on by an elephant. What if uh, what if the elephant did all this? And Scully's like, Mulder, someone would have noticed an elephant. <laughs> and he's like, well, I saw... Da- I mean, <laughs> he has one of my favorite Mulder jokes. He goes, I saw... I saw David Copper... Uh, was it David Copperfield or... Was David it, Copperfield. Or was it Lance Burton? Uh, David Copperfield. I saw David Copperfield do it. I saw David Copperfield make the Statue of Liberty disappear once. (laughs) So 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 good. (laughs) He's like, look, uh, I would say maybe it was tornadoes, but it's not tornado season. And I would say maybe there was like a wandering black hole that came through, but it's not black hole hole season. (laughs) Oh, God, he got some good ones in there. And um, so finally, anyway, uh, this guy shows up. His name's Ed Meacham. He apparently worked for the zoo. Uh, He was an animal handler. And he goes, well, you know, I I showed up at the cage last night and there was nobody there. You know, nobody, no elephant in the cage. And... Mulder's like, so just looking at the damage around you, do you think that an elephant could have done this? And he looks around and he goes, yeah. And so Mulder's like, good. Now I'm going to go see if David Copperfield's in town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they go back to the, so they go to the zoo and they meet Willa Ambrose. And she's like, uh, yeah, uh, basically this whole zoo is in big trouble. Like it's, it's going to close down. Lots of animals are, are disappearing. And I think it's this group, uh, this basically kind of like a PETA group, only they're called like the make animals wild again or something like that. Yeah. It's some, it's, it's some weird acronym. It's WAO wild again organization. WAO. 
WAO, Wild Again Organization, which, you know, free all the animals in the zoo kind of um, thing. And so they, Mulder and Scully, they go meet this hippie, Kyle Lang, who's like, hey, man, like that animal was living in like this tiny cage. Like they normally get like the, which, by the way, uh, this this episode clearly has uh, a couple agendas, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Number one, that anim- that uh, elephants shouldn't be in tiny cages and stuff like that. But the way they go about the message of this episode is really heavy handed and annoying. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, out in the wild, they have at least like 20 square miles, and it was living in this big of a cage. That's like you or me living in a pickle barrel. <laughs> hey, pickle barrels are nice. I don't know about you guys. It's basically a tiny house. Tiny I mean, good po- Oh, man, you're right. People do live in tiny houses now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the elephants were living in tiny houses before it was cool. That's well. <laughs> their tiny houses had chains that keep them from moving. This is true. Oh man, I still remember one of the saddest things I ever saw in my entire life was at the Champlain Valley Fair. Uh, long time ago, they haven't done this in a long, long time. But they had tigers brought to the Champlain Valley Fair, and they were in box. I mean, they were essentially in boxes. They could barely turn around. Um, it was one I've of the worst. I've never been a fan of that kind of stuff. I mean, the only time I've ever seen something like that is one time I was in uh, Arizona, mm-hmm. and we went to, like, a bullfighting event. Ooh. Uh, and I was young. We just went, but that was, tr- that was traumatic. Mm-hmm. One, because it's just them stabbing bulls for entertainment and whatnot. But also, a guy died during that. Ooh. I witnessed a man die. Bull riding is one of those things I never understood. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been next to a bull. They're big. I don't want to see anybody try to, like, maybe get hurt by one. <laughs> They're big. Yeah. And we'll talk about it later in the episode uh, about the gorilla I've been close to a gorilla. Last year, I was close to a gorilla for the first time ever at the San Diego Zoo. Uh, Because in San Diego, they have um, basically a big, like, it's basically bulletproof glass. uh, Big, thick bulletproof glass. But you can walk right up to it and the gorillas can walk right up to it on the other side. That's also very scary. (laughs) Gorillas are fucking scary dude let me tell you yeah they are um so anyway um yeah so they go and they meet this 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 uh long-haired hippie fella kyle and he's like no man like we didn't take the elephant like why would i just let the elephant out like it needs to like go back to the wild and yada 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 and he's like you know, and oh, by the way, Willa Ambrose, she's being sued by the Malawi government because she took this gorilla out of their country, uh, I guess, illegally? Uh, Something along those lines. Probably because it was an endangered animal and she took it and stuff like that. Anyway, she's being sued by this, this African government. Um, 
So Mulder has a Zoom meeting, <laughs> an old school Zoom meeting. Uh, Fucking Frohickey. With Frohickey and Byers because yes. Langley didn't want his image being bounced off a satellite. Yes. Um, and, oh God, Frohickey and Byers basically get Mulder going in the right direction because Mulder's like, hey, like, I'm in Fairfield, Iowa. There was like this invisible elephant. Give me some ideas. Go. And Frohickey and Byers are like, well, they do have a lot of animals disappear there. Oh, and by the way, lots of UFOs. <laughs> yeah, and like one of the big things was apparently this particular uh, zoo no animal has been able to to have a pregnancy come full term. Yes, yep, they uh, that's a, that plays a big part later on. Yeah. No no baby animals born at this zoo, which is um lots of animals have trouble breeding in captivity, but it's unusual for a zoo to have literally zero full term pregnancies for any of the animals. Yeah. So uh that comes into play there as well. Speaking of which, real quick, this is on topic but also off topic, but I don't want to forget. I saw a picture of it, or I saw a video of a robotic dolphin earlier. That is, oh, I saw that too! Holy crap. <laughs> Things terrifying. It is unbelievable because they're using it now to do uh, humane swim with the dolphins and humane look at it terrifying but also unbelievable that technology's come that far <laughs> yeah i i was thinking about that too and i was like trying to figure out like when to pop that in because i was watching that video and i'm like i'm like that's a real dolphin i don't know what they're saying it's a robot and then it's like no this is a robot i'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah i just thought of that just now uh because i saw that earlier today and my jaw hit the floor um yeah, so he's still talking to Frohickey and Byers, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, that gorilla it is famous. Obviously, they based this on Coco the gorilla. Famous for being able to communicate using sign language. Um, yeah. So... Then they get a call from Scully... But in Frohickey, he's like, is that Scully? Just let her know I've been working out. <laughs> <laughs> My beloved Scully. I hate to say it, but Frohickey's basically us. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. Uh, so, yeah, Scully, uh, she goes to the zoo. It's nighttime. Yeah, she, she followed... She followed the AWO, one of the AWO guys, back to the zoo. Yes, yep. Um, he, they sneak in. Uh, she runs into Meacham, so Ed Meacham, so she gets tied up with that. Uh, while she's tied up and nobody's looking, the activist, he tries to set a tiger free, which just is not smart. <laughs> just not smart at all. Uh, there's a couple things during this scene I was like laughing at because not only does he's like, oh, I'm just going to let loose this tiger, but the sound effects for animals mm -hmm. were like 
they were so not the animals. Mm-hmm. Like the the tiger, the tiger sounded like a cart, well, like an old cartoon monster. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. their effect, gorilla, their gorilla yeah, sound effects for the gorilla are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, like because like he's like trying to let the tiger go, and then there's like a giant flash of light, and then the tiger's missing, mm-hmm. and all you hear is like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like big tigers flash don't light, sound like that. Tiger disappears, <laughs> but but uh, he's he's mauled to death by an invisible tiger. Uh, but it gets captured on his night vision camera. Camera, excuse me. And you know, I hate to say anybody is asking for it. He was asking for it. You did, yes. Ty, again, we're talking about big, scary animals with sharp parts. You don't just let them out. <laughs> uh, I love tigers. They're very pretty. I don't want to let one near me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even though you posted not too long ago of like a tiger mm-hmm. outside a house. And like, yeah, I would let him in. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I joke about, I say that now I probably would die trying to pet a tiger. <laughs> that's probably how I'm going to die. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Scully Mulder, they go to this, uh, Kyle Lang guy and she's like, Hey, uh, I followed one of your dudes into the zoo last night and now he's dead. And Kyle's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, this camera here that he was using when I was here talking to you yesterday, it was on that shelf right there. He's like, Dad. I don't know. They don't all have to tell me what they're doing with their time. It's not my fault. He went in there to let a tiger out. Um, so they leave him alone and then they go back to Willa and they meet Sophie, the gorilla who is clearly a person in a gorilla costume, (laughs) which I think is part of why they have her hiding in the dark for most of the episode, why she's afraid of the light. Um, But they also, so Ambrose explains, she's like, Hey, yeah, this is Sophie. Like she's obvious. She, she's always wanted to have a baby. Like that's what this finger painting over here is about. Like this Brown dot means she wants a baby and all this other bullshit they do with, animals trying to say they know how to paint and stuff like that um so basically though they start doing the the um sign language stuff and or no wait excuse me that happens later hang on i i was getting my part there's a little bit of sign language in this one yes but the the part i was about to say comes after scully jumps inside of the dead elephant yeah (laughs) um yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Scully and this Willa Ambrose—they do an autopsy on the elephant. They open it up. They jump on inside, and uh, Scully pulls out the elephant's uterus and is like, "Wait, hang on. Uh, this elephant was pregnant, but there's no fetus here now." And Ambrose is like, "No, like." No, this elephant has never been mated. We we didn't have a, a male elephant here. She was the... Oh, no, that's like literally impossible. And Scully's like, mm, 
nope. This is definitely a, a, an elephant that was pregnant and is now not pregnant. So, meanwhile, in Boise, there are some construction workers doing some night work and the tiger appears and <laughs> corners them in the building and there's a whole find the tiger in the dark scene and uh willa doesn't want to kill the tiger she wants to capture it but ed meacham shoots it and he's like sorry they don't all just like do sign language and paint pictures (laughs) and i mean he's right yeah he's right and this gets the zoo shut down. Uh, the board of directors shows up and is like, nope, this bullshit can't keep happening. Uh, all the funding has been pulled and all the animals are going to other zoos. And this is when Mulder comes in. He's like, hey, so the tiger? Yeah, also pregnant and not also was pregnant and is not pregnant anymore. What do you think about, uh, oh, the, I'm just going to run this by you. Uh, aliens have been taking your animals. <laughs> and He's just so nonchalant about it. Yes. Uh, he, cause he says something to her about like, what about, you know, again, Willa's just like, um, you know, no, like female tigers never been mated. And Muller's like, okay, well, were they artificially inseminated? And she's like, no like that's a really complicated process like i would have known about that and Mulder's like what do you know about alien abductions and she laughs at him um he's like no seriously like i think aliens are taking these animals and i think that for some reason they miss when they try to send them back and that's why they end up in all these other places but like what if they're taking these animals to um impregnate them to like save endangered species in case we essentially in case we fuck up and wipe them all off the planet so um which is an idea here's the weird thing in this episode and i've said it in a couple other episodes not a terrible idea on that level of like when you think about the fact that right here on earth, like we as human beings go out into the wild, capture animals, do stuff, and then put them back. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, it, it's insane, like, the amount of, like, uh, the amount of times people just g- grab animals, mm-hmm. do weird-ass experiments, and then set them back out. Or... Yeah. Even worse, it's just all those like rich fucks that just like to poach animals yeah. for just to hang them on their walls. Right, but even um, like I was thinking during this episode, catch and release fishing, like where they yeah. catch a fish, they bring it up on the boat, they take a picture with it. Essentially, that I- that fish goes back to all the other fish and goes, "Dude, I was just fucking abducted by aliens," <laughs> because yeah. it gets pulled. Out of because fish don't know there's anything above the water. I mean, we are essentially outer space to a fish. So, like, why wouldn't aliens come down and take animal? You know what I mean? It it just yeah. made sense to me. Uh, just it's like very kind of a weird, like, also analogy for like the Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing as well. Yep. So Mulder's like, so here's what I think. 
I think Sophie is pregnant and is terrified her baby is going to be abducted because somehow the gorilla is aware that she's been abducted before and knows that they are coming back for the baby. So they, this is what I was trying to talk about earlier. They run back to the gorilla and they're like signing. And she's like, you know, Sophie, why are you scared? What are you so scared of? And Sophie signs baby go flying with the light. So she's afraid of the light. The light is the UFO. She knows she has a baby and she's afraid that the UFO is going to take her baby. But at this point, sheriff's deputies come in and they're like, yep, uh, I'm here to serve you. You have to give up the gorilla so that it can be sent back to Africa. And she's like, oh, no, like she's in love with this gorilla. It's like her child. So she goes to Kyle Lang and she's like, please help me. Like we were, you know, we did. This is where we find out that they used to bang. Um, And she's like, come on, like, just just help me. And he's like, no, like, let the African government take her and put her back in the wild where she belongs um you took her out of africa and now they're taking her back uh however later on it appears kyle maybe has a change of heart because he goes to the zoo or to this warehouse rather where they're going to be putting sophie on a truck to ship her away but sophie is not in the cage and then uh, a crate falls on top of him and he dies. <laughs> well, he also, a mystery person hits him with a cow prod. Oh, right. Yes. Yep. The gets, yep. Um, a mystery person hits him with a cattle prod. Uh, Scully and Mulder are like talking to Willa and she's like, I, I don't, I just, I don't know what happened. Like I, I showed up and the, and the gorilla was gone. And she, you know, she's putting on like a very obviously fake sob story. And Mulder's like, Scully, come here. And they go outside and she's like, so you still think that, uh, Sophie was abducted by aliens. He's like, well, actually, not this time. Like, I think that she's, like, hiding the gorilla from being taken away. And I think Kyle, I think Kyle Lang died because he knew that she was hiding the gorilla. So Scully does the autopsy, finds out that Kyle, yes, was killed by a cattle prod. And she goes... Willa, did you kill Kyle? And Willa's like, mm, actually, it was Ed Meacham. Yeah. Uh, we didn't know Kyle was coming, and he scared Ed, and Ed turned around and hit him with the cattle prod. So Mulder's like, all right, I'm going to go arrest Ed Meacham. So he goes to arrest Ed Meacham in this warehouse just outside of Boise, and Ed is there. And this is where the terrible gorilla sound oh. effects come in because oh, God. Sophie's so bad. locked in a room, throwing herself over and over again into the door, trying to get out. And it is a person going, yeah. 
was like, bravo, so guys. We see where the budget was for this one. I know, but it's not. I mean, granted, the internet didn't exist back then, but they still had animal noises on tape. They existed. Yeah. <laughs> so they open the door. They're going to... Um, they're going to uh, use a trank dart on the gorilla to get her to calm down before she like flips out so hard she accidentally kills herself. And instead, uh, when the door gets opened, the gorilla pulls Ed into the room and Mulder goes into the room to like get him. But then Ed jumps up and runs out and locks Mulder in the room with the gorilla and again, this is where I went, oh, that, if, oh, no, I, yeah, no, no. oh, God, no. <laughs> gorilla, I've been close to a gorilla, and yes, this is a person in a gorilla suit, but in the idea of being locked in the room with an angry gorilla is very scary. Yeah. Um, but Mulder gets her to calm down, uh, and she does sign language at Mulder. And then there is a bright light and Mulder passes out. And when Scully uh, finds Mulder, well, before, he's like, oh, before, before he passed out, like the gorilla gets taken, but doing some sign language. Right. I just said, yeah, she does sign language at him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. It's all right. You probably just you probably just missed. It. But yeah, she does sign language at him, and then disappears, and he passes out. And then Scully finds him, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, like we 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 knew you were here because we arrested Ed Meacham. Like, where's the gorilla?" And Mulder's like, I, 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 "I've gone, gone. Where's 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 Willa Ambrose?" And he runs outside, and he's like. You know, Sophie's gone, but what does this mean? And he does the sign language, and Willa says, that means man, save man. And then they get a call, and they're like, oh, uh, a large animal's been seen on the highway. And they're like, that's the gorilla. And they drive there, and they get there, but the gorilla's been hit by a car and killed. And then we get... Uh, the Mulder and Scully driving out of town. Uh, Mulder does a voiceover that's like Ambrose and Meacham. You know, they both got charged with manslaughter. Um, but obviously we, we don't know what was going on with the animals. But I think that, you know, he, he's like basically the, the motives of the people taking the aliens were unknown. But I think it's probably because they are conservationists that we're trying to save the animal species that we are driving to extinction, yada, yada, yada. Maybe man will save man something. And <laughs> maybe one day. Yeah. And that one is fearful symmetry. Honestly, not the greatest. Uh, parts of it were, were easy to follow, but honestly, mm -hmm. this thing was so ridiculous mm -hmm. that I had a hard time kind of just really caring what was happening. Sure. Uh, I kind of give this, and plus the horrible noises, mm -hmm. uh, animal noises and all that stuff. 
I kind of give this in the realm of a C, C plus, maybe. All right. Yeah, I said it earlier. Um, silly. Um, I don't necessarily think it had the 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 the, the, the worst ideas ever. I I said I kind of like the ideas. Um, I don't like it when ideas this is kind of an old style of writing so I sort of have to give it a pass but I don't like it when it's so heavy-handed and on the nose like obviously this episode which is fine I wanted to talk about uh extinction and wanted to talk about um animal cruelty and stuff like that, which is fine. Those are good things to talk about, I think, but boy, were they played badly. I think this episode to me is just a series of good ideas that ended up playing out poorly. Um, I'm waiting for the episode where they talk about drugs and it's so heavy handed. <laughs> that It's like a say no to drugs infomercial, basically. In that, season that- 10... Mulder does go on a drug trip. I'm trying to think if there's any... It's not like a say no to drugs kind of thing. It's not that heavy handed. But there is a very interesting episode where Mulder is very high. (laughs) Huzzah! (laughs) It's going to be a while before we get there. But it's special. I'll say that much. Um... (sighs) Uh, all that said and done, I still don't hate it, but it's not memorable, so B minus. All right. Yeah. Uh, next week's episode, you want to talk about ridiculous? <laughs> next week's episode is called Dead Calm, and. Nope, that's all I'm going to say. I was going to give away what All right, it's, yeah. I was going to get... But uh, Deadcom is... But the one after Deadcom, Humbug, I think you're really going to dig. Uh, I'm interested to see what you think about Deadcom, though. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's it. That's uh, Fearful Symmetry. Your homework for next time is Deadcom. Bye. Woo! Later. <laughs> The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.